Welcome back to Birth Worker Bay. Welcome. Hey. <laughs> we are so grateful for everyone that listened to our introductory um, episode. Yes. We're very, very grateful. I hope you liked it. I hope you learned a little bit about what to expect, about um, a little bit more about Shaquan and I, and a little bit about what we're yes. going to be getting into. into. Yes. So dro- y'all can drop us some feedback in our DMs. You could drop it in the comment section on the post. Yeah. Um, wherever we're on Facebook and Instagram, um, so don't forget that. Don't but forget yes. that, and keep sharing it with your people. Please, we love. Um, yeah, we we we're eager to hear the feedback. Uh, so, Shaquan, how was your week? My week was cool. It was pretty chill. Um, I don't have any clients this week, so yeah, I get to just kind of. Get things together at home and just focus on that. So it was pretty chill. Yeah. How was yours? It was busy. It was crazy. Um, a lot, a lot of work, a lot of seeing people, meeting babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought about this. Let I'm sleep deprived, obviously. <laughs> and I don't usually have nightmares unless something's going on. I just thought about this. <laughs> like I have to tell Shaquan. Really? So I had a nightmare last night. A uh, um, clown was trying to eat me, <laughs> and Walter woke me up, cracking up. I was—he was laughing so hard when he woke me up, but he said I was—I was making this noise. <laughs> <laughs> he said. He said he was in the kitchen. It was like two in the morning. Why is he up in the kitchen? Exactly. What is Walter doing? But he said. He kept hearing this noise like, ah, ah. I thought it was one of the girls. <laughs> so he said he came and he woke me up and he was laughing. And I was like, I'm having a nightmare. What are you laughing for? He thought it was the funniest thing. So that don't sound like no nightmare. <laughs> He's like, what was it about baby laughing? I'm like a clown was trying to eat me. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I said, I have to figure out what I'm worried about because I don't really have a lot of nightmares. I was just going to say, like, for all of our, um, what do they call them, like, dream readers, people Mm -hmm. read the dreams, like, what does that mean? But then I thought about it. Uh We know what it means. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. Exactly. I'm like, somebody's trying to, he has sharp teeth, like, but it was like a, what even made it crazy, it was like an automated clown. Mm. So, it was like. On this contraption that, and he rotated, so like he couldn't even reach me, and I was mm. just so terrified. Mm. But anywho, mm. Mm. that's an example of how my week's been. <laughs> I was that like, let is, me touch. I'm sorry, but that is hilarious. It's funny. <laughs> I was really trying to scream. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Um. So I guess we can get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. So. <laughs> right that's how you gotta start that just just gotta take a deep breath mm-hmm. <sighs> okay so the whole ti thing so this whole fiasco happened before like when we were still in the very end of the planning stages for the podcast mm-hmm. right and we were like dang we're gonna miss this because it's gonna be kind of old by the time we do the first episode right 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 but then they remixed it and brought it back. <laughs> Thank you, Jada. Okay. <laughs> so T.I., if you don't know, was on Red Table Talk. Um, I think when I put up the video, it said six days ago. Mm-hmm. So almost a week ago. And um, it was uh, a very <laughs> interesting. Uh, it's There's two parts. We didn't watch the second part because we didn't have any interest in that. Um <laughs> We didn't have any interest in that. <laughs> um, we want, and I'm glad that they started off with the 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 reason why everybody right. was probably there because right. we don't want to talk about you being in prison no more, Ti. Right. Over that, but um, and you cheating on Tiny, like we're over all of those <laughs> okay. things. Okay, we don't want to hear none of that. Um, because Clipper. Tiny was just kind of there for the ad libs, yeah, mm-hmm. because he didn't even know. Well, she, you know, right. she was just there for ad for show. Tell him, tell him about why he was on there. Girl, to, to he was there to defend himself against um, all the backlash that he was receiving about um, him 
um, I don't want to say supposedly because he did, going to the doctor with his daughter um, to make sure that her hymen was still intact. And um, so he opens up with saying that um, what it was assumed that he was in the actual mm -hmm. um, room with her, which he said, well, he didn't say he wasn't. He mm -hmm. just said that that was assumed. Right. And that it was assumed that her mother wasn't there with them. Mm -hmm. um, I think he said, you know, yeah, he said she was there. And it was assumed that um, he made the appointment. Right. Um, but he said that the appointment was the appointment. Appointment. I'm over here. Short appointment. <laughs> uh, that the appointment was already made. And, um, he assumed, and he said that people assumed that he was still doing it now that she's 18. Oh, yes. Yeah. But the thing that was so interesting, he's to to. Set it up, he said that he was jokingly, he said this on Ladies Like Us, it's a podcast, and he said he was joking, like he took what was true and like embellished a little bit. So he kind of made it seem like those things didn't happen, mm -hmm. but then Tiny and him confirmed that it did happen, but only when she was like 15 or 16. So I don't know why he said that that was an embellishment when it was, it I really guess. happened. I'm just not sure why this was ever a conversation to begin with in, um, like the public eye. Mm -hmm. Like wh who, what woman wants her virginity discussed? Right. Um. Oh, we forgot to give that disclaimer. So this is going to be a very gender specific podcast. Um, episode podcast mm -hmm. episode, not a podcast episode. Right. Today, um, which. We don't really like, but well, no. I don't really like. I don't know how Janine feels. No, I don't. Okay, um, girl, no. But just um, to go along with this topic, like it's kind of inevitable. But um, yeah, um, so I just don't understand why there was ever a conversation to happen in the public eye, right. which maybe it needed to, right. because otherwise he would have continued on with that right. toxic masculinity right, way right, right. of thinking. Right. Um. So my first, my initial question was going to be, okay, if her hymen is broken, then, then what, what next? Right. 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 And he, he addressed that. Um, Jada, yeah, Jada asked him that. And he said that like, okay, since you've made this adult decision, it's time for you to take on some adult responsibilities. Mm -hmm. um, and verbatim, he said, your childhood ends when you lose your virginity. And that part really struck a chord with me because it's like, why? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. First of all, just because your child made that decision doesn't mean that they're um, mentally mature enough to start taking on additional adult responsibilities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and some of the responsibility was like like getting on birth control and mm -hmm. like making plans and mm -hmm. saving your money, which I feel like was maybe he was talking about like having money, rainy day money in case you need like a termination. I don't know what he was talking about. I don't so. know. Because he ain't really going to mm -hmm. it, but it's like... Why does that child automatically become an adult? Because mm -hmm. they made this decision. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, and I feel like that's the reason why, and um, as black folks, like, why many of our children feel like they can't come to us and talk to us about mm -hmm. certain things because this is the, this is, this is what they receive mm -hmm. when they bring this conversation to us. Mm -hmm. um, or why they, not even when they bring the conversation to us, when it just somehow blows up that mm -hmm. you find out, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, all of that makes sense. And it's, and I feel like, personally, I feel like childhood is your opportunity to make choices, mm -hmm. right? Or, yes, mm -hmm. choices. To make choices. Mm -hmm. Because I can't tell you how many times Somebody's mama then brought them to the clinic to mm -hmm. see me because they found out that their daughter is having sex. And now they're like, she need to be on birth control. And I'm like, but maybe not. Like, My mama definitely did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely like a sophomore and um, I got the depo shot. Okay. I hated that depo shot. It made mm. me gain so much weight. That's, uh, that's a whole reason. nother episode. Okay, hello. I, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's Go the ahead. reason why I'm a little... Um, Chunky. Oh my, my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 15, <laughs> my mama made me get the depo shot. No, but um I just feel like overall there's just so much um unlearning and relearning mm -hmm. that has to take place in a black community because this isn't TI wasn't the only person who thought no, this way, right? No, never. Um it's, it's 
I would all over the world. Yeah, I would venture to say that most black fathers who were active in their children's lives mm-hmm. felt the way that he felt. Mm-hmm. So they probably didn't see anything wrong with it because now that I'm thinking about it on my timeline, I don't think I ever once saw a man comment on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that all men felt that way because Quadro proved that before yeah. he left out, right? Yeah. Um, but most men probably thought that same way. Mm-hmm. So there's just so much um, unlearning and relearning that we have to do in the Black community. And this is just one example of um, all the work that we have to do. A lot um, of women feel that. Well, in the comments, I saw a lot of women feel that way. And I feel like Tiny feels that way. Like mm-hmm. she's compliant and complacent and um, complicit. I don't even know how yeah. to talk this morning. Yeah. And how... <laughs> T.I. is approaching this situation like he's saying that she was there and she is affirming that him mm-hmm. doing this. So I think a lot of, you know, I was on Instagram and a lot of women was like, you know, these fast tail girls, they need this, like all this other shit. Not understanding that like sex is a natural human response exactly. and has nothing to do with being fast mm-hmm. or promiscuous or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, and we have to remember that our children have these same hormones as we do and same. Um, yeah. So it, like the conversation to prepare them to make the right decision mm-hmm. whenever that time comes mm-hmm. would be way more effective than you just taking them to the doctor every year to make sure that their hymen was still intact, right. which isn't accurate anyway, but whatever. Right. Um, oh my God, it's so nice. Like you're, there's things you can do. To not have, I mean, to have your hymen broken, mm-hmm. quote unquote, your cherry pop. That's what that shit means. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like that this, have nothing to do with sex, you know. This the the ti of ment- the the mentality. That's like the mentality of ti is so ingrained mm-hmm. in black culture that like because I feel like okay, I feel like. This probably is a conversation that we just started having, like, I don't know, a couple years ago, maybe like a year or two ago, or maybe it's just me Mm -hmm. because I'm not in the same space um, that I was, let's say five years ago. I'm in a different space now. Right. So then you're talking about like a conscious, a consciousness. Yes. Yes. A a certain level of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And so that opens you up to like this whole other world of where, okay, I have a seven year old son, but this is not my like, yes, it's my son, but this is not, I'm not in control of who he is mm-hmm. or um, yeah. how he, like, carries himself or responds as a person. I can guide him. Mm-hmm. I can give him my advice, um, feedback or whatever, or I can try to steer him in the right direction mm-hmm. or what I feel like is the right direction. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like, he's his own person. Whole ass person. Ex- whole ass person. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to let him um, be him. Um, and I feel like, because now I'm going in all, mm-hmm. <laughs> all other kind of directions here, but I feel like us um, trying to control who our child is, how they act, mm-hmm. um, what they do, what they don't mm-hmm. do, right? That um, hinders them um into their growth into adulthood because now when they reach 18 you've controlled their lives mm-hmm. up until they were 18 and now that they're 18 now you want them to go out and be whole ass productive adults right how right. when you done coordinated every other step of their life right right um so i feel like as a whole the black community just has so much internal work to do in regards to how we um and this is just one aspect of all the work that we have to do, but in regards to how we parent mm-hmm. that, and it's so deep and it is deep. I just, which leads me to the next part that I wanted to talk about. Like, like but before you get to that, it's like, <laughs> how, how do we raise free black ass children? And then like, if we're controlling them, cause mm-hmm. I feel like even in this TI was, is controlling who she should be having sex with. Right. Cause mm-hmm. when, you know, like thinking about the hymen, if people don't know what the hymen is, it's like a mucosal mm. tissue that kind of covers the vagina, the external vagina. It doesn't fully cover. I mean, it can, but it as you go through puberty, the hormones, your estrogen 
causes it to be like stretchy and thin. And so like you can do nothing and the hymen goes away mm-hmm. or it can become rich. It just depends. Like it doesn't speak to if you're having sex or anything. But I think in TI's control is it's assuming that if this hymen is gone, she's had penetrative sex. Yeah. What if she doesn't even want the dick, right? Exactly. Like, you know, like, so it's just controlling yes. who, what kind of sex she should be having, and which, with and with who, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What if she's not having penetrative sex? What if she's not interested in that? So it's just, it's just so irritating on so many levels. That's a whole nother. It's, you know, know, like, it's so irritating. And um, yes. you said something else. We're going to talk about this book that I've been reading, (laughs) but she even, I'll bring it up later, but she even says in the book how this conversation between, and like you said, this is a very gendered conversation, like black men and black women talks a little bit about like the controlling, like how we live our lives as black Mm -hmm. women under the control of men period and so like you have this man like you said controlling every aspect of your life yes assuming that you can't make your own decisions exactly Mm -hmm. and this so this is the one liner that i was looking up so this leads me to question i forgot what else i was gonna say but anyway Uh this leads me to question um are black men the white people of black people okay that's the whole straight black men the white people of black people. That's the whole book. Is it? Yeah, that's what the whole book is about. Okay, so we have another segment that we're going to talk about, and I'm going to mention a book that I was mandatory reading in my house. My mom had like a set of books that I have acquired, actually, and I will be giving to my girls, but it's like literally a set of books that I had to read in order to say that I'm a real black girl, Like, okay. and I had to write a report on them, so this is one of the books. We'll yes, talk about it. We'll talk about it in the next segment. <laughs> so, and just listening to his interview, it was just multiple things that he said, which led me to be like... I had to look it up, but I remembered that line. Um, I, it was from an article that someone wrote last, mm-hmm. last, last, early last year, mid last year. We'll but, find um, it and put it in the show notes. We'll the article. We'll try to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my googling skills have gotten real bad. <laughs> no, I found it. I found okay, it. So okay. I got to pull it up. Okay. Um, but while he was talking, and just this sense of authority that he felt mm-hmm. like he had, and I like Ti. Don't get me well. I'm T.I. is okay with me, mm-hmm. um, but, and this is something else. Okay, but I'm going to say this first. T.I. is, was, is, whatever, okay with me, but mm-hmm. I feel like, um, like any of us are privy to, he just had a dumbass moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, no, mm-hmm. no, sir. This mm-hmm. this is not how this is going to go. That is not, you know, that's not, that's toxic. It's not safe. And it's not fair to mm-hmm. your daughter, your 18-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. But, um... Yeah, it just there are multiple things that he said that led me to be like, well, even when I read the article, I was like, straight black men really are <laughs> the white people of black people mm-hmm. because they feel like they have this sense of control over us, um, over little boys, over mm-hmm. little girls, mm-hmm. over grown ass women, <laughs> sometimes over other men, and it's mm-hmm. like, sir, calm the fuck <laughs> down, please, no. And I don't consider myself a feminist um, mm-hmm. because I'm really, I have really strong feelings about um, the black family unit as a whole. But just it's just certain things um, that black men do that irritate the fuck out of me. <laughs> I am straight up womanist, and we're gonna have a whole ass <laughs> show about we're gonna have these to. things and yes. what they mean, how they how they reflect in our life. I'm a whole mm-hmm. ass womanist, but. <laughs> It's, it can be irritating. It can be. It can be a lot. Um, the other thing that I thought this conversation brought out, which was very, very, very interesting, when when Tip was like, um, "How does my household change? My son yes. gets someone pregnant, my household doesn't change. But if my daughter gets someone pregnant, my household changed instantly for those nine months." And I think it's so problematic to think that black men have no ownership over pregnancy exactly. or like, I don't even want to use the word ownership because that's what the fuck we're talking about. Right. You can't own somebody's body, but you have no, own your role. Right. Exactly. Don't, don't have, they don't, you know, it's, it's problematic and per- 
perpetuating that idea that no, I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. You sit your ass down in the corner, don't have anything to offer to this emotional and spiritual time in this person's life. Like I see people all the time in clinic and they're like on their phone. They won't greet me. They're not even interacting in conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like, I appreciate you were the ride here, mm-hmm. but you're also the partner here. Exactly. You know, like, wait mm-hmm. the fuck up. Like, come on. Like, it's not, I would want Tip to be talking to his son every day about how mm-hmm. he's supporting this pregnancy. And don't think that it's not going to change your household because it mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. It does. So how does this mindset of, with the with with his daughter, his household changes instantly, and with his son, I don't know if you ever feel like it right, changes. Right. But how does this correlate to there being so many um, single parent households right. um, in every community? But I'm only talking about the black community because mm-hmm. that's 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 my concern. That's where mm-hmm. I'm at. Um, so how does that correlate to so many single parent households in the black community? Because the book. <laughs> and, really? <laughs> I gotta read this book. The book, the book is it was written in 1978, so and it still applies. Um, and actually, the author came back and wrote like a statement about really? how she feels about the book now. Yeah, yeah. Really? I actually couldn't find it, but no. um, oh. we'll talk about the book. Okay. But yeah, you know, it's so interesting. This I think it's problematic, and this really has a lot to do. And I mean, it has a lot to do with like post-traumatic slave syndrome, right? Because you could sell a young black girl, especially if she was a virgin, for more money. Like it's just it's so problematic. I just wanted to say that the hymenal, I call it the hymenal myth. The hymen doesn't tell you shit. It doesn't tell you anything, right? And I've even seen like remnants of a hymen like at a you know at, like you see it when someone has a baby mm-hmm. so it doesn't tell mm-hmm. you really anything like it doesn't go away it's not like this mythical thing that you know once it's penetrated it like dissolves and disappears like you still have remnants and um some of that tissue sometimes is still there but it's such a myth, and it's, it's very problematic to think that it it's a, a value, you know, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just a piece of tissue. Because that was definitely a thing when yeah. I was coming up. Same thing. I think, yes, Same yes, thing. that's how I got on birth control, because my mother took me to the doctor yeah. to see if my hymen was broke. I remember having sex for the first time, and I didn't bleed, mm-hmm. and it was just like, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I had my own like sexual trauma, mm-hmm. but I was like, this is weird that mm-hmm. this is the expectation of yeah. of what's happening. And I was like, oh, I just, you know, it, it was just like the mind fuck. It was there, and I was just like, that's so weird. Ti got me tired. <laughs> so here's the um the other thing that I wanted to discuss. Now, because <laughs> this may be a little controversial, um, but so how do you feel about the way now? Yes, it was a conversation that was had like in the public eye. So basically anyone can give like their opinion on mm-hmm. it or whatever, say whatever they, however they feel about it. But how do you feel like we responded as a whole? Like, do you feel like we talked about it like do you think the conversation flowed the way that was you you know because we live in a cancel culture Mm -hmm. and so people are so quick to cancel you over whatever Mm -hmm. as if um these people celebrities whatever aren't whole ass human beings and allowed to fuck up right so how do you feel about how like the response i think he got it at the end of the day i think he got it and i think um one of the things that he did say that I appreciated, he said, um, he didn't really, actually, he really didn't give a fuck about the response, <laughs> but he cared about how it made his daughter feel, mm-hmm. and he wanted to do something to fix that, fix that relationship or whatever he needed to do mm-hmm. to get back in her good graces, and so I appreciate that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that he 
you know, was able to hear that. Cause some some parents were like, I don't I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You my daughter. You know, I brought you in this world. <laughs> I take you out. You know, I feel like those are older, older. <laughs> you know, and I just like, well, when you get to a certain age, you're just stuck in your way. It's yeah. like, no, your ass can still learn. Yeah, you can. I don't you care how old learn. You, <laughs> you can um, But I feel like, um, like there are so many, like we said, it's deep, right? Like all of the unlearning and relearning. And um, there are so many like, different conversations, like hard conversations that mm-hmm. we have to have as a community. And um, I just wonder if, I don't know, because now see, I don't even really know now, because I didn't even read all of the, like what everything, because when it first came out, like everybody was on it and everybody mm-hmm. had something to say about it, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't really read into all that because whatever, I'm going to read it, I'm going to form my own opinion, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to be done with it. Like, I don't necessarily, like, jump on the bandwagon right. for things, right? And I just wonder, but I wonder, and, like, in general, um, when we, when it's time for us to have these hard conversations, like, can we have it in, well, I guess his way was productive, but in a productive way, so not, not, not like, super aggressive, mm-hmm. um, because now we're so mad, and we're in our feelings, and we're trying to get our point across, mm-hmm. right? Um, can we, how, like, how can we go about having these hard conversations and making sure that we're able to get our point across, but in like a productive way to mm-hmm. like where you understand where I'm coming from and I'm not going to beat you up about it because at the end of the day, we're all human mm-hmm. and we're, um, we're going to, we're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So it's just about learning from it and moving forward, yeah. which I feel like he did, but, um, and I feel like he he's he's an influencer, right? So mm-hmm. I think people were like, uh, no, fuck that. My mama did that, T.I. right? And I think mm-hmm. those people are going to be like, well, if Tip can learn, I'm going to think about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to maybe mm-hmm. see it another way. And there's going to be some people who are like, nah, I don't give no fuck. It's my child. I'm going to do mm-hmm. what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Making her responsible for the perverts out here. Yeah. You know, and, and instead of making sure that your son doesn't grow up to be a creep. Yeah. See, this is a whole other conversation. <laughs> Shaquan's getting really. annoyed. Because <laughs> how, how do you make sure that your son isn't going to grow up to be a creep? Like, what do you do? You Okay, so, for example, I was, oh, I don't even know how old I was. But my cousins came over. I had two, I mean, I still have two awesome cousins. They're a little bit, they're like around the same age. But they were um, a little bit more worldly than me. They're boys. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that in like, oh, boys are yeah. worldly. But they they were, in our family, they were boys. So they got to do mm-hmm. what they wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? And like girls. Yeah. Girls, it was it was different. So um they came over to visit. I can't remember how we were young. We were like maybe fifth grade, sixth mm-hmm. grade. And they was like, yo, that bitch, that brought this, that, that chick, that mm-hmm. uh, talking crazy shit about girls. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, these are my cousins, I love them, I'm looking up to them or whatever. Can I tell you my mama came in there? <laughs> she was like, Number one, are all the alls. Like, as you say, first of all, no, all the alls. Y'all are not going to be talking about women in my house like that. Mm-hmm. Number two, y'all only in seventh grade. Y'all don't have a whole lot of, like, she put them in their place. Yeah. So good. And she was like, that is not how you talk about women. You mm-hmm. reference women. You you call women. This, this is not what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. she's like, and if you choose to continue to do that, you can get the fuck out, mm-hmm. basically. Yes. Yes, mama. And no one had ever, like, checked them about how they respond to women. But they had to, like, really think about it. They had to think about, like, do they look at me like that? And I think that was the first time anyone ever challenged them. So I say all that to say you have to, like, interrupt foolishness. Yeah. With, with, um... I agree. With with, some level of... Yeah. And I interrupt foolishness. Regardless of gender, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't like it when my children say certain things and Mm -hmm. I interrupt foolishness or 
when they have assumptions about like beauty and looks and genders and things like that. You yeah. you just have to interrupt all of that and um pray for the best. <laughs> yeah. Because anyone can be a creep. That's true. Anyone can be a creep. Absolutely. Anyone can be complicit. Mm. <laughs> prime example. Right. right. <laughs> Tiny prime example. Okay, so here's the last piece that I wanted to bring up on it. Um, the part where Jada separated, like, uh, the part where she separated the roles of, like, Raising a boy oh, yeah. and raising a girl, yeah. and the man is only going to be able to teach the boy certain things, right. and the woman is only going to be able to teach the girl certain things. Yeah. Um, I feel like overall, raising children is a shared responsibility, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think dividing up those responsibilities mm-hmm. is um, kind of what that is where we are now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So how do you feel about her uh, making that statement? I agree. I didn't believe that. I mean, I don't, I agree. I didn't. Um, I was like, she don't know what she's talking about in that part. But that's, <laughs> that's just how her and Will mm-hmm. have decided to do that. I think there's many different ways mm-hmm. of teaching children, mm-hmm. some more problematic than the others. Yeah. And that's what they've decided to do. Um, because had... Uh, T.I. and um, Deja's mother, mm-hmm. had that have been a conversation that they had together about, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the sex talk. Right. Had that have been a conversation that they had together. Um, or maybe they did. Or let's, okay, I'm not going to say T.I. and mm-hmm. um, Deja's mother. Jada and Will. Mm-hmm. Um, had that have been a shared conversation, then maybe we wouldn't have um, men like T.I. who mm-hmm. think that they have the right to go to the doctor with their daughter right. to make sure that the, the hymen was intact, right? right, right, right. So, um, yeah, I think there's absolutely... I don't think anybody should be having to talk about a hymen being intact. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I feel like the sex talk is a shared responsibility. Um, and this is just me. I can't push my beliefs off, to, mm-hmm. off onto anyone else. Mm-hmm. But if it is a shared responsibility, then you won't have... Um, you won't, <laughs> you won't have men like T.I. Okay, and then, so when I was thinking about Jada, when she was saying that, I, it just made me reflect on, like, how we're going to talk about sex and things with our own girls. Mm-hmm. You know, like, my oldest knows where babies come from, mm-hmm. you know, but I do think it would be valuable um, if we both shared our own experiences mm-hmm. about, like, sex yeah. and what that meant. Yeah. Um, so it's not just you having a conversation exactly, with them on your own. Exactly. Because that conversation from a male perspective is going to differ from mm-hmm. yours. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, so having both of those perspectives right. um, will just enable them to make better, more mm-hmm. informed decisions. Absolutely. Because you know we're all about educated decisions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're and we're you know you know how I feel about being like culture bearers and mm-hmm. I want our children to have stories. From both of us about yeah. growing up and even if it's not sex, you know, like we were just talking to her about like cartoons we used to watch, or, like, you know, things we used to do mm-hmm. growing up. So I think I think it's important that we both um, and, I, and I, know, I know that's a privilege, right? I'm able to yeah. share parenting with somebody mm-hmm. that yeah. I'm still in a relationship with and married to, so mm-hmm. I mean, not everybody has that, but if you if if you are privileged enough to have that, it, it could be valuable mm-hmm. to not be so hands off. Like, oh, she got a period. That's on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you're gonna need to be getting them pads sometime. And I want you to know what kind of pads to get. I don't want to have to send you snap. I mean, pictures and snapshots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you have to be involved. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then the last supporting thing that I wanted to make to my <laughs> to my black men are the white people and black people is how he <sighs> to a T.I. <laughs> shifted himself. Oh my gosh. From the 
I don't want to say aggressor, but the the person in the wrong who yeah. fucked up who right. needs to learn from this situation. Right. To the victim. He did. <laughs> he was like, I don't know about these things. Can you tell me more about the I mean, how do you expect me to like ah oh, shut up? Yeah, he did. Okay. Now if that ain't some typical white woman shit, I don't know yeah. what it is. Yeah. He he did. He did. He like flipped the whole interview. He did. Started interviewing Jada and her mom and Tiny. Acting real dumb about like what feminism is. Like I don't even know what that what is. What was it? Pa- what part of patriarchal, patriarchal? Oh yeah. What was it? I think I've heard of that <laughs> patriarchal system. I think I've heard of that. Can you explain to me? Because I'm just feeling so bad right now. Like shut the fuck up. If you don't know these terms, I don't know what mansion you living in. <laughs> Cause it ain't like oh that was so annoying. He got real dumb all of a sudden. Uh, you white, you them, them white tears, honey. <laughs> they was coming down. It was welling up. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. That was a bit much. He turned himself into a victim real quick. He like, why are y'all? Did. Why are y'all on me? How am I supposed to know? I don't even know what patriarchy is. <laughs> like, oh come on, what's feminist? Is it feminist? <laughs> women telling men to shut up so that they can tell men to shut up. Shut the fuck up, T.I. Like, please. The whole time you was like, why is he acting so dumb? He was acting so <laughs> dumb. He had all these big words and explanations until I should, we should. Oh, you know, in, he is the king of big words. <laughs> we should put in the notes exactly what minute and seconds he turned into a dumb <laughs> then, ass person. We should. Let me write it down because I'm oh my gosh. I was like, now he acting brand new. Get out of here, Ti. Please, Girl. please. Okay. Um. Ti is making me weak. I think that I think I am content on him. I have gotten it off my chest. <laughs> right. Don't bring your girls to me. No virginity <laughs> test. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> okay. And thank you, New York, for trying to get these bills passed. <laughs> about virginity yeah. testing mm-hmm. and holding providers accountable if Absolutely. they do perform them. Which it shouldn't even have to be a thing. But no. since we're here... And, right. and again, this is a very Western mm-hmm. engendered ideas around this um, virginity testing because I know it happens all over the world Yeah, to all kinds of women. Yeah. I was just going to say, but then that would have led into a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's time for our next topic. <laughs> but the meat of this episode was supposed to be, which is the title, Girl, Sit Down. <laughs> and Girl, Sit Down, please. Please. I'm begging you. <laughs> okay. So, me and Janine, we always, so when we call each other, we always go into, how was your day? And I love that about our, um, our um, relationship, our sisterhood that we call and we don't just start talking because I had a friend who, I had an associate who used to do that. She's just call and start talking and then she'd be like, okay girl, call me later <laughs> and get off the phone. Oh my God. So needless to say, we're no longer friends. And what is that? Energy vampire? Yeah, exactly. You just gonna call, dump on me or remove from me and then make your exit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. no, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. Um, but, um, so we call, we check in with each other. And so on this particular day, um, I had, uh, a postpartum client and, um, I have a couple of postpartum clients and, um, something that I've seen, which is kind of standard across Mm -hmm. the board Mm -hmm. because I've had the, um, luxury of supporting only black families so far. Um, and, um, so something that's been pretty standard across the board is a week after they give birth, whether it was, um, via C-section or vaginally, they are up and about moving, doing stuff mm-hmm. that I'm there to do for them. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's a very delicate line to tread because it's kind of like, okay, I'm here to do this. Like, I got this, like, I could do this for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but if you say that, then you may make them feel like they're not capable mm-hmm. or like, um, yeah, like they're not capable or 
like they're not competent enough to care for themselves or whatever. Mm. And I just feel like <clears throat> this whole notion of I'm an independent woman. Mm-hmm. Like I do this. I could, mm-hmm. you know, I don't need nobody. I got this. I, right. I could do this by myself. Right? Right, right. I feel like that that runs so deep that when you have the help and you have the help because you, you went out and you contracted services for the help. Right. right? right. Which is why the help is here. Right. I hate referring to myself as the help, but anyway, but, that's what I'm there. Yeah. I'm there to support. Right? right. Right. Maybe I should say support. You have the support. The support is here, but um, this notion of I got it mm-hmm. is so ingrained in mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. that we don't know how to just sit back sit down, girl, and, just sit down. Yes, and let the support happen. <laughs> yes, girl, sit down. <laughs> I got this. I got you. What you need? You right. need me to wash the dishes. Right. You need something to eat. You need right. what? What do you need, baby? I got you. That's what I'm here for, right? And right. so I just found myself. And you talking about so postpartum support? Yeah, this yeah. is just postpartum. Yeah, during labor? No, you could you no, that's mm-hmm. fine. But just postpartum support, I find myself because I called you and I said I'm not feeling very useful, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And this isn't all okay. I should say it's been pretty standard. I'm generalizing it, but it hasn't been like every single postpartum client right. that I had. Right. But it's been a, a nice amount of them. Where yeah. It's just like, and these are all black folks, all black women, mm-hmm. yes, or mm-hmm. folks, yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like they just don't know how to relinquish that, um, control and just be and let somebody support them and take care of them. Right. And I don't know, nurture them. And, um, yeah. So it's really interesting. (laughs) So it's the, and, and the thing that's interesting too, is like, it's expected that you are pregnant, have a baby. Mm -hmm. And get up and keep and right moving. That's the expectation, yeah. right? Yeah. The the superwoman expectation. So it was so funny because when Shaquan was telling me about this, and I was like, "Damn, this reminds me of a book that my mama made me read <laughs> called um, the uh, Black Macho and the Myth of the Superwoman." And it's by Michelle Faith Wallace. Michelle Wallace is a feminist, a black feminist writer and um, artist. Uh, she teaches. Um, at, uh, City College of New York, mm-hmm. but um, I'll put I'll put her bio, her link to her website in the show notes. But um, she wrote a book, this book in 1978. That's I'm not even gonna say who was born that year. <laughs> but my mother made me read this book, and it's really really interesting. And it it was hard for me to read because I think she ver- put in writing a lot of things that we talk about, right? So you were talking about. Um, toxic male uh, toxic masculinity mm-hmm. of black men and things like that so she writes about that in this book but the thing that always stuck out to me is how she writes about the myth of the superwoman mm-hmm. for black women mm-hmm. um can i read yeah you a quote from the book yes so, she can have me go dig out this book <laughs> find these quotes because i was like yo this sounds exactly like what she was talking about so just to set up this is two parts. The first half of, half of the book, she talks about black macho, black masculinity. Um, and I'm specific, this book. Yeah, you have to read it. Specifically, actually, Michelle Wallace is the daughter of Faith Ringo, who is a dope mm. as visual mixed media artist. She's like one of my favorite artists in the world. Mm. Um, Faith Ringo, you should, uh, I'll put, we'll put the link to her, her website too. Um, so you know her mom was just badass to begin with, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. And so now she has this daughter who's really badass. But anyway, she sets up the book where the first half she's talking about like black macho, and the second half she's talking about the myth of the superwoman. And so she sets up the second half of the book talking about her um growing up, these matriarchs in her family, how they were really strong, almost emasculating women, and mm. um talking about how this is the expectation and the myth, right? Like mm-hmm. we we can pick as much cotton as any man, right? Mm-hmm. We we don't mm-hmm. need anybody doing things for us because mm-hmm. we are whole ass women. Yeah. And so she's setting up about how she had to stay in this residency for five weeks because her, um, I guess she was kind of being what she called or what was viewed as defiant as a young adult woman. Mm-hmm. 
And so it was like, you know, you don't, same thing. You don't want to listen, you're going to get the fuck out of here. You know, mm-hmm. so she had to stay in this residence. Yeah. But what she found interesting in the residence that all the, the girls that were there all lived their lives as if they were the only lives living. Mm. That their lives are the only lives that have been left okay. lived. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like they didn't have examples. They didn't have mothers. They didn't have anyone to say, hey, I've done this bullshit that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this. Yeah. So this is where the quote, um, black women have never listened to their mothers. No black woman ever pays much, much attention to another black woman. And so each one starts out fresh as if no black woman had ever tried to live before. Mm-hmm. And so it made me think about postpartum isolation and postpartum care. Like, People have all this information for you about pregnancy. Oh, your belly is low. You having a boy. Oh, your belly high. You having a boy. Oh, girl, that's, it's going to hurt. Oh, you don't want no medication. Oh, you crazy. Like They all have all this information yeah. about being pregnant and about having a baby. But then when the baby's here, mm-hmm. after that first visit mm-hmm. and the baby shower and the clothes, you're by yourself. Exactly. No one is coming to help you. No yeah. one is coming to bring you food. No one is coming to bathe you. No one's coming to give you a massage. And so it's the expectation is that you will have to do this and that you can do this. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna read one more thing mm-hmm. about about it. Um what am I saying? Oh <laughs> you were so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> She says, from the intricate web of mythology which surrounds the black woman, a fundamental image emerges. It is a woman of inordinate strength with an ability for tolerating an unusual amount of misery and heavy, distasteful work. This woman does not have the same fears, weakness, and insecurities as other women, Mm -hmm. but believes herself to be and is, in fact, stronger emotionally than most men. Less of a woman in that she is less feminine and helpless. Helpless. She really, she is really more of a woman in that she is an embodiment of Mother Earth, the quintessential mother with infinite sexual, life-giving, and nurturing reserves. In mm-hmm. other words, she is a superwoman. That is the myth that she's talking about. You know what's funny? So while you were reading that, it took me back to, I think it's Killing a Black Body. Mm. By Dorothy Roberts. Hey. Yes. That's my yes. play play auntie. She don't know. That's my auntie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it took me back to because like this, so this mindset of like the super what is it? Superwoman. The mm-hmm. superwoman, the mm-hmm. black superwoman, is perpetuating the um the view that white folks had on us during mm-hmm. slavery. Like, oh, she can she can have babies. We, we, yeah. we were like um hypersexual, right? Yeah. yeah. And um we could bear the same load, whether it was workload or whatever, as a man. So we could we could get pregnant. Be pregnant, still work, have a baby, still work. Mm-hmm. Like all of that came first. Right. And so it's just um really interesting how we're still perpetuating that same ideal mm-hmm. that was all those years ago. Mm-hmm. And here it is still ingrained in us to this day. Right. And even perpetuating on ourselves, like we feel, I'm not gonna lie, I feel guilty as fuck if I lay in the bed all day and watch Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang. I didn't teach my children our ABCs. I didn't, you know, like I didn't yeah. cook. I didn't do nothing. I just laid my sleepy, tired self down. And I feel bad about that. I feel like I should be working. I feel like I should be stretched mm-hmm. and, and taxed. And if someone's like, can I get you something? No, mm-hmm. I don't need nothing. Yeah. Knowing I want a whole ass cup of coffee. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I want yeah. you to make it and bring it to me. But, you know, even at work, I'm like, you know, no, I'm okay. I, can you run this test? No, I'll do it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like that's people's whole job to do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you know, so it's like we it's perpetuated onto us. It's the expectation for us, but then we subconsciously expect it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I don't know. So I think that well, we know that duels are becoming like more um widely received mm-hmm. um in the black community mm-hmm. now. Um given all the, um, because it's been happening. Mm -hmm. It's just been now brought to light by some, I don't know who initially made the claim or made the, um, made the statement that black women are four to six times more likely to Mm -hmm. die in labor than, or um, during the, um, 
Right, the research, right. Yes, <laughs> than a white woman, right? Right. Um, so I'm not sure who made that claim, but it's been happening, right? And so now doulas or um, this work is more right, widely received in the black communities. Mm-hmm. But I still think that that's like a good thing because now, like now we're realizing the value right. of having someone there to support you mm-hmm. after you have. After you birth a whole human being right. into this world, right? Right. It's so your fourth trimester. Yeah. You really have four trimesters. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, but now it's like, okay, now it's time to shift the conversation because now you understand the value, but here are the things or here are the ways that that person can support you, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. then people will know like, okay, it's okay for me to mm-hmm. sit down. And you deserve that. You deserve that support. Yeah. Yeah. You need that support. Because you're not going to get it any other time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because so when you do your consults for um, postpartum support, you absolutely talk about all the ways that you can support them. Mm -hmm. But now having this conversation with you is making me revisit like how effective am I communicating Mm -hmm. what that support is going to look like for them during that period. And why it's needed. Mm -hmm. And why it's needed. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that you do that because some people don't even think you need the support. They think that, you know, the baby's going to be here and they just going to mm-hmm. live their life with a new ass baby, especially if they've already had children. So like during prenatal visits, I'm always asking like, who's going to be there to help? Who's going to be there to help you Who when, you know, if they have a partner, when is your partner going back to work? Mm-hmm. What do you need help in? I help. I talk, have them think about making like a meal train, mm-hmm. or leaving um, their phones off, or leaving a message on their phone saying like, "Hey, we just had a baby. If you want to come through, bring this, 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 and this." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or like when people are like, "Hey, can we come over?" Yeah, but bring this. Like that. That's what. That's what people need, yeah. right? That's because. Um, because you real. deserve it. Yeah. yeah. It's real. It's you, des- you just birthed a whole human being. I'm yeah. going to say that again because that is amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, you deserve to be pampered you and do. catered to you after do. you've done that. And plus it helps facilitate. It helps um, like you healing. Mm-hmm. It helps. Um, bonding. Yeah. 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 And that's all an important um, part of that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's OK. Like yeah. you can sit down. You can sit down and rest and tell people what it is that you need. Like yeah. no one will think any less of you. Exactly. Um, because I, used, I know. Go, yeah. go no, I'm sorry. I you go. I used to think that I used to feel like you. I used to think that I wasn't really doing much. Mm-hmm. I used to um, go to a woman's house. And. um you know, help just do like cleaning, sometimes cook, you know, bringing the baby when the baby mm-hmm. wanted to nurse. I was like, I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. This woman can do this. And it wasn't until like years later, the woman sent me a, a like Christmas card. Mm-hmm. And she said, like, you just don't know how really? helpful that was Aww. and how, how, um, how important that work is to her. Mm-hmm. And so I it's always made me remember that even if, you know, you feel frustrated, like you're not doing anything, mm-hmm. that that person is going to remember that you were there, That's you know, because they're not there by themselves. That's true. Um, and a lot of times we are talking about whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever comes, whatever conversations black women have when they're together. It, exactly. Right. <laughs> Um, so we are having those discussions. If I knew how to braid some hair, I could braid your yes. hair. Sis. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know how to braid those. Sorry. I could twist it for you, though. That's all <laughs> I got for you. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, so I get that it's important, but I really want to. And maybe that's not what they need, I guess. But I just really want Please. to be able to provide. Because if I go to white, I've been, I've had two. I had two. Um, white families um, mm-hmm. for postpartum support. One, you remember that one? You remember? Yeah, one. They gonna yeah. leave you a whole list of shit to do. <laughs> exactly. Yes, baby. They they gonna leave you. All. They gonna had get me their working, and this was volunteer, honey. So they're it wasn't make, no money's worth to be had. They're gonna they're gonna <laughs> make you work. But baby, they want you to iron sheets, honey. Clean out refrigerators, which I did not do. Wash uh, lettuce. 
girl hang clo- hang the husband's list. clothes up on the drying rack. Girl, yeah, everything, honey. You, I worked. Um, and it's like okay, it's just so different yeah. when you go into the household of a black woman, and I just want us to. Um, allow ourselves mm-hmm. to receive. It doesn't even have to be that same support because certain things just are not. That's just not how we move. Mm-hmm. Like that's not how we work, mm-hmm. right? Um, but um, I just want us to allow ourselves to receive mm-hmm. some level of support. A black woman's gonna clean her house before mm-hmm. exactly. she left. She gonna clean yes. her house holding a three day old, mm-hmm. knowing that you coming there to clean the house. Exactly. She's gonna do it for you. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It was like, girl, no, I got you. I got you. No, you ain't gotta do that. Exactly. <laughs> you just had a baby. I understand. Exactly. Um, yes. That was me. That was us. <laughs> when we had our second daughter, we had a home birth and mm-hmm. um my midwives and doula over there, they were like rearranging the room <laughs> so that the tub can fit in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm up here trying to help and in labor, girl. Girl, sit down. Girl, sit down. Exactly. <laughs> Just sit down, Janine. We are. Like, we what? can do it without you. Exactly. They rearranged the whole room. They cleaned up. And I'm over here biting my nails the whole time. Like, <laughs> I wish they wouldn't do this for me. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't do this. Please. That I was is... so grateful when I woke up the next day with a new ass baby and my house was clean. Like, <laughs> you just don't know. I could have danced. <laughs> could have danced. That is so funny because yeah. that is literally what we do. Yeah. I did it. Yeah. Yes. So, like, I had, like, people like people are going out, like, a week after C-section. How are you outside? How are, what are you doing? What was so important that exactly. you had to go out? Your hair can wait. Exactly. Your nails can wait. Whatever it was could have waited. Mm-hmm. Sit down yeah. and relax. relax. Rest. Get some rest. Get some rest. Yeah. Um, Get some rest. Girl, Breastfeed. Sit down. Yes. Breastfeed. Yes. Eat. Do something. Catch up on that place. Get some rest. Yes. You deserve Girl, it. Girl, sit down. Yeah, for real. Please. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. Um, huh. What else? You got something else for that? That was quick and painless. T.I. T- was more painful. Right? <laughs> that is. We just, we just came here to tell y'all. Yeah. Girl, sit down. Girl, sit down. It's okay. Exactly. Let somebody else do it for you. Can I tell you something? Yes. I should have, if I had known you, mm-hmm. I would have hired you as my postpartum doula. Oh. Shaquan be in here making herbal baths ah. and fucking, <laughs> she got in the kitchen now some old things. <laughs> She's a little witch over here Girl. making tinctures and that's why I fools with you. Girl, I'd have me a whole herbal bath. Girl. But I, I had some amazing postpartum love. I didn't yeah. have like postpartum doula, mm-hmm. but I had sister friends who brought us food That's and good. coffee. Oh my god! Yes, um, brought us food. I'm we a know coffee holly. I'm a coffee holly. We know when you said that coffee, I'm like, yes, that was the perfect yes, yes, coffee. Yes, and so I had doula. I have. I'm grateful to have like doula friends that made sure that we ate and That's ate so good. And I have friends and family order us food from. Um, out of state. Really? Yeah, I had a uh, sister midwife friend who knows I love pizza, and so she ordered us two big-ass pizzas and a salad. Yeah, people made sure we ate and had company. Well, I had the more uh, typical black experience. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I had my baby. My mom was there. I love her. Bless her heart. But she wanted no help. (laughs) (laughs) She'll have for a few minutes. She'll be like, here, girl, get your baby. <laughs> I was cooking, honey. Now, she will clean. Mm-hmm. You know, black mama's clean. Mm-hmm. She did clean. Um, um, who was good? I cooked because mm-hmm. my mama can't cook, y'all. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. I'm about to send her a link to the show. <laughs> About to send a link to the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mom get good. But um, yeah, I did the bulk of everything, and she was there. Um, maybe because like that's what she felt like she was supposed to do—be there. Mm-hmm. But she wouldn't know assistance while she was there. And then like people would come see the baby. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's what they did. They yeah. came to see the baby. Yeah, 
And so um, nobody checks on you. Nobody. Um, nobody checks to see what you need. I even took my behind to Target. Like, it wasn't even a week after I had my baby. Maybe mm-hmm. like three, four days after I had the baby. Mm-hmm. I think I went to get some diapers and some, I'm say the F word, formula. Uh-huh. No, maybe that wasn't then. Because I was just, I don't think, maybe that wasn't there. Or maybe I was still trying to breastfeed and I was supplementing with formula. Mm-hmm. Because that's a whole nother episode too. That's that breastfeeding episode. thing was so frustrating for me. It was so frustrating. That's real. That's yes. real. And maybe it was frustrating because I was the one doing everything. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, mine was more of the typical. Like, yeah. There was not, there, no one ever bought me a meal. Um Girl, it took us three babies to get it right. Like, really? <laughs> the first one, um, our family came over the very next day. And mm-hmm. I actually think that contributed to my bad milk supply because I was too shy to nurse mm, Okay, in front of front of folks then. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know why, because I wrote a whole ass book about <laughs> breastfeeding. <laughs> like, I don't know really? why. Was that before or after? Oh, that was... After actually, it was after the book. No, this is before the book. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. The book okay. came after, but oh, okay. um, that's why. And that's a whole like we'll talk about breastfeeding a whole nother show. But mm-hmm. you know, after you know the first few days of people coming to visit and really excited about the baby, you're alone. My auntie came and stayed with us for a few weeks, mm-hmm. which was helpful because mm-hmm. otherwise we wouldn't have, we would have been alone. Walter had to go back to work, like. After a couple of days. Mm. But it took us three babies to get it right. To get it right. To know what to ask for, to know what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, where all that food and stuff was coming, that was baby number three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least I can't. So I got what? Two more tries? <laughs> <laughs> no, that no, ain't happening. The next one, you'll be straight because you a whole ass <laughs> doula a, okay. and you know, and you do this work. So I you got know a completely different community. Yeah. Then, so. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but thank you for sharing your experience. Of course. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing yours. Of course. <laughs> That's what we're here for, right? Yeah. Oh, so if y'all didn't see, we got a whole bay line Woo-hoo! up for y'all. <laughs> I cannot wait to get hashtag a whole legend. That Shaquan put in work on these shirts, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. I was I've been putting in work at work and Shaquan been putting in work. Um yeah. A whole ass legend is my jam. Yes, I love that. That's my favorite one. Um, I do love a whole ass legend. Mm-hmm. I didn't even put ass. I just said a whole legend. That's okay. No, I need to go back and add ass. <laughs> I want to say a whole ass legend. Like I want it to uh-huh. be like a whole ass legend. Very affirmative. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go change. That. We're gonna have the uh, edited version <laughs> and the the uncensored version yes. for you. We got both of them for y'all. Yeah. I yeah. like birth work. It's my birthright too. Yes, I like. I like all of them. Mm-hmm. They're dope. I'm trying to think of what my favorite color is. It got to be between the yellow mm-hmm. and like that teal color. Mm-hmm. It's like a really light teal. I don't know. I don't know. But they bomb y'all. Yeah, they are bomb. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the birth work as my. Is my birthright mm-hmm. long sleeve and white? Yeah. So I can wear it with my whites. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yes. Just so you know. Yes. Just so you know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get one of each. I just don't know. I don't know. But I want one of each. Well, y'all need to get them. Yes. Check them out. The link is in the bio. The link to um, purchase them is in the bio. And then we'll put them in the show notes. Yeah. And we didn't even make them like crazy expensive because some shirts, I don't know, but they got to get their coins too. But yeah. So let me just leave that there. Um, but anyway, they're super affordable. Yes. Um, going forward, it's going to be a monthly podcast. Um, the first Friday yep. of each month. Um, we just wanted to get this episode out since the very first episode was more so of an introduction for everyone to meet us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so we wanted to get this one out to y'all. Yeah. Plus, we felt like it was something like a really good topic. Yeah. Um, that a lot of people would be able to like um, relate to or learn from or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but going for it, yes, it'll be released on the first Friday of every month. So we will see you after the new year, the first Friday in January. Yes. Have a safe beautiful 
holiday, Kwanzaa, whatever you do, mm-hmm. um, be safe. Yes. Love upon some people. Eat some good food. Absolutely. Don't spend all your coins in one place. Oh, I didn't. Did you buy anything? I didn't buy absolutely nothing yesterday. No. <laughs> not yesterday. Today's Sunday. Friday. Yes, Friday. Friday. I'm not gonna lie. I did. <laughs> but I didn't. I forgot. I don't really. I don't do Black Friday. Mm-hmm. And I work Thursday. So I, I I forgot it was Friday. It was okay. And and I spent them coins. As long as you went out here at these big box stores. No, no, no. I wasn't. I wasn't. That's I was like, why are these people out here? <laughs> Me and Walter looking all confused, and I was like, oh, it's Friday. Yeah. People are shopping. Yeah. We were confused. No, it wasn't big box stores. Yeah. Yeah, but um, if you do choose to partake in that, then no shade, no shade, no tea. Um, that's it. I feel good. How you feel? I feel good. I can't wait to talk to y'all. I can't wait to hear y'all feedback from this. Please, this is a long yes. episode, but it's worth it. Yes, absolutely. So, um, you wanna? Say where people can find us. Yes. You know, I don't know. Look, I don't I know handles. <laughs> you already know from the last episode. I don't even know my own handles. <laughs> no, it's fine. So you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at First Worker Bays. Um, if you need a postpartum doula. Oh, <laughs> that's why I love her. She always be plugging me off. Um, you can find me on Instagram at doula for the people. And then on Facebook at the people's doula. Um, I really despise that. Those are two different things, but whatever. <laughs> um, um, and you can find Janine. Yes. If you need a midwife or you just need someone to drink coffee with you can hit me up at on instagram at green diva superhero a at the end um or maganga midwife m-g-a-n-g-a midwife or underscore herbs in the hood <laughs> underscore a whole legend out here in these streets <laughs> Whatever. um i am never on facebook but you can find me on facebook <laughs> And hit me up if you need prenatal care or have issues, some gyne issues. I can give you the info of where you can be seen. Um, But yeah, let us know what you think and we'll see you in January. Yes, peace. Peace. Y'all have a wonderful and um, super insightful transition into what the Western world likes to call this new year. Yes, I love that. (laughs) I say on that. All right, peace. Peace.